Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. It's Monday the 20th of June. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. I wanted to talk this morning about what's happening in global politics around the oil price and various climate change ambitions. Just over the last day, Germany has announced that it's going to restart a whole bunch of coal plants. Over the weekend, the Green Minister for Economics in Germany had to announce that they're going to restart 10 gigawatts worth of coal-fired power plants over the next two years. This is partly to reduce pressure on electricity prices, but also to reduce Germany's reliance on gas coming in from Russia. The key thing here is, over the last week, Russia's Gazprom has cut gas supplies to Germany by 60%. Now, Russia blames uh, problems with maintenance for some gas turbines that were sent to Canada. But of course, Canada has sanctions on things being used by Russia. So those turbines can't be put into the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. You might have heard of Nord Stream 2. That's the one that's not being used. But Nord Stream 1 is controlled by Gazprom, and they have cut the gas supplies by 60%. Now, this is a huge deal for Germany, because before the Ukraine war, it relied on Russia for 55% of its gas. It also was getting a lot of coal from Russia. It still has a significant number of coal-fired power plants. And about 15% of Germany's electricity comes from gas coming from Russia. Now, once the uh, war in Ukraine started, Germany realized they had a massive strategic problem and it needed to reduce its reliance on Russian gas. Now, obviously, from a climate point of view, gas is better than coal. But when a green minister of a government chooses to restart a whole bunch of coal plants, you know it's serious. And this is all about Germany looking to replace about 5% of that 15% of electricity supply by reopening these coal plants and trying to get the coal from elsewhere. Now, there's a link here to this part of the world, because also over the weekend, New South Wales, which of course is a major producer of coal for electricity production and a major exporter of coal for electricity production, announced it was banning exports of coal because there is an electricity crisis in New South Wales as well. Now, some of that coal, and certainly uh, some of the demand that's pushed up coal prices, has come from Germany looking to remove its reliance on Russian coal and gas. So what you're seeing here is a truly global market reacting to a whole bunch of Russian uh, gas, oil and coal supplies being taken out of the market. So New South Wales has banned exports of coal because it needs that coal to fuel its own coal-fired power plants. And uh, also over the last week, we've seen the regulator in Australia jump in and essentially take over the wholesale electricity market because prices were going nuts. And uh, they're looking to uh, limit the rise in electricity prices from particularly coal. Now, some of the coal-fired plants in Australia have also been shut down in recent years to try and achieve their climate ambitions. But again, the pressure is going to come on for those to be reopened. Now, you could argue, hey, um, this is the shock we needed, um, higher prices for fossil fuels that will reduce our reliance on fossil fuels and help us reduce our emissions. Um, However, politicians in the short term 
dealing with the lizard brain of of political uh, forces, in particular voters, are crumbling at the first hurdle. So obviously New South Wales is one example, but in the United States over the weekend, there's fresh talk that the United States will remove its gas tax. Now, gas is not the gas that we think of. In America, they call petrol and diesel gas. <laughs> and prices there have risen over five US dollars a gallon for gas. Now, you may think, well, what does that mean for us? If you look at the price of uh, um, gas, $5 a gallon is equivalent to about uh, $1.30 or so, uh, New Zealand, once you take into account the currency and before we add on our taxes. So like for like, uh, it's it's currently around about uh, $4.60 a gallon in the United States after you take out taxes and about a dollar. Uh, 30 a litre here. So um, certainly our gas, so to speak, is more expensive in large part because of big gas taxes. And uh, interestingly, uh, if you included the 25 cents a litre, which is the temporary uh, reduction that was announced a few months ago, by the way, it's due to expire in mid-August, uh, then um, uh, our petrol price is not that much different than the US petrol price. Of course, this is all about oil prices, a truly international price, and that is flowing through into petrol, gas, oil, coal, uh, because despite them being different commodities, they're often quite interconnected in that one can be substituted for the other, or at least, uh, if not directly, then it spills over into prices. And this is part of the reason for our inflation shock at the moment. The point I want to make here is that despite the obvious um, market reaction of higher prices for oil, gas and coal, which would in theory force an even faster transition to renewable energy, what's actually happening is that politicians are crumbling at the first sign of political pain and reducing taxes, bringing back coal plants and the likes. We'll see whether our own government um, capitulates uh, sometime towards the end of July when it has to make a decision about whether to extend that 25 cents a litre discount. Now that's been going on for five months now and every month that goes on it costs the government $120 million so uh, we'll see whether the, the resolve stays, particularly now that petrol prices and diesel prices, which have risen even faster than petrol prices, are now well over $3 a litre. So elsewhere in the news, um, it's worth having a look at what's happening on financial markets with Bitcoin. Uh, its, share, its share price, its, its price uh, fell sharply again over the weekend. Often you see these big moves in Bitcoin in weekend trading. And uh, we saw a collapse under the key 20,000 US dollar mark. And for those who are interested in the whole uh, technical analysis of prices, that $20,000 support mark was really important. And we saw it drop to $17,000 or so. Now, it's bounced a bit on Sunday, but remains below $20,000. There's real grief uh, happening right across the cryptocurrency complex at the moment because of this fall in price. And we're seeing the collapses of various firms, particularly the crypto lenders around that, and some of the hedge funds who are involved in the crypto industry. 
Elsewhere, uh, watch out today for more news from the government on what's happening in the health sector with the extension of the cold and wet snap here in New Zealand and Australia, by the way. Remember, one of the reasons for their power crisis is everyone's having to turn on their heaters (laughs) because unusually it's very cold in Australia. And uh, that is causing all sorts of grief for our hospital system, where most of the ANEs are now overloaded. Some of them are forcing uh, people away to other nearby hospitals or closing altogether. And we've had a case last week of someone who went away with a bad headache, came back, had a hemorrhage and died. So the pressure is now on the government intensely. And uh, look out for a story that's come out today saying that the government continues to refuse to allow an increase in the number of trainees to be doctors in New Zealand. Again, this is part of this bigger story of the government of both colours struggling to contain uh, rising health costs in the face of our ageing population and the problems we have with um, uh, diabetes and various other Uh, mental health issues, which mean that uh, our health costs are going to rise if we're going to continue to have the same quality. However, given both parties have uh, dedicated themselves to keeping the size of government around about 30% of GDP, and one of the tools to do that is to use a debt ceiling of 20 to 30% of GDP, that is going to be one of the big challenges of the next few years, particularly now it's clear that a persistent underfunding Uh, helped lead to the problems we have with uh, equity in health and the problems we had in dealing with the pandemic of COVID-19 and the various uh, versions that that came on after that. Now, another thing to watch out for, and I'll mention it in today's Pick of the Links, is a forecast that Australian house prices could fall 30% if we see the Reserve Bank of Australia increase its official cash rate over 4%. And that's using a Reserve Bank of Australia model. So an interesting one there. And just a heads up that the Bank of Japan, I know we don't typically talk about the Bank of Japan or watch it very closely, but it was the odd man out, so to speak, over the weekend. Late on Friday, it announced it would continue to print money to buy government bonds to keep its longer term interest rates around about 0.25%. And that's because Japan has relatively low inflation. It is at the shockingly high level for Japan of just over 2%. And they're persisting on this. The markets are taking them on. It, it sort of feels like a George Soros versus the pound moment. But keep an eye on that uh, Bank of Japan uh, uh, area, particularly because the yen has fallen to multi-decade lows because the Bank of Japan is the odd man out continuing to loosen and print when the rest of the world is hiking their interest rates. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus. It's just after 7 o'clock on Monday the 20th of June. Kaki te anō.